someone, someone start a podcast and interview all of these people. Okay. There's a whole list of people just there, guests with interesting things to say, or maybe someone who's already got a podcast. Interview these people, please. Hello guys, this is Daniel. Welcome back to my Flume podcast. The following audio message that you're going to be able to listen to comes from a competition which took place 2020 for Luke's English podcast. And the idea was that people should convince the podcaster why they should be interviewed by the host, Luke. And I myself, I was also part of the competition, but I didn't make it to the next round. I must pick up the pace, so we're going to move straight on to Luciana from Argentina, living in Denmark. Here she is. Hello, everyone. My name is Luciana. I'm from Argentina, but I'm currently living in Denmark in Copenhagen. I would like to be part of this interview with Luke, first of all, because I really like him and the podcast and the style. And secondly, because I think I have a nice story to tell which started back in Argentina three years ago when I decided to leave. And why? Because I wanted to become bilingual in English. For those who don't know, we speak Spanish in Argentina. You can maybe perceive it in my accent. But then anyway, I went to Australia to study English. You might think, okay, yes, to Australia, that's a nice excuse. Yes, indeed. But also I met a lot of people, I visited many places, I got into a lot of travels. But then, yeah, I met a special person as well uh, that ended up traveling with me around India, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Spain, France and finally Denmark. And here we are after one year and three months still living and working here in Denmark. Um, so yes, I can tell you all the details of how we actually ended up here. Along the way, I can tell you about the differences in terms of society, culture, lifestyle, everything from yeah, what it means to live in a Nordic country as well. Uh, especially if you come from a Latin country, I can tell you more about how it is to manage people at work in a different language that is not your mother tongue. Sometimes when you have to manage and control emotions, I can tell you also some experiences and funny stories. And then, yes, Argentinians, how we are. So if you're interested, yeah, let me know. Thank you. First of all, thank you for inviting me. I think it's very fun. At first, I, I got a bit surprised of it. And I'm naturally very shy. So even just being part of the competition really required a lot of effort from my side. And uh, after I got your invitation, it was, okay, then have a chance finally and I have to jump into it. (laughs) Yes. And actually, I am also usually very shy and an introvert. But I mean, it is so cool to talk to people from all over the world. And my mission was actually to interview everyone who did not pass the, the first round mm-hmm. in the in the Wispo Lab competition. How many people have you interviewed so far? Um, I think eight people so far. It's a long way to 85, <laughs> I know, but <laughs> but I was having really a lot of fun and so I'm really lucky that we can talk to each other now 
because yeah, it took us quite a while, but I think that good things take time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's more about the journey as well. So that's also fun. So my goal is to have fun and to improve my English because actually I started out my podcast to speak in English and to improve. So yeah, I mean, your goal is, is so fantastic, right? Because you said in your uh, recording that your goal was to become bilingual mm -hmm. and that was the reason why you left even your country to become bilingual this is so inspirational to me this is so cool because in my case <laughs> i am not so brave like you i am still in switzerland and learning from here <laughs> you know what actually i'm not so sure if that was my actual goal because i was having a quite a good time or a quite a good position in Argentina, a nice job. I was having a great life and I think I had to look for a good goal just to decide, okay, I want to explore the world. And in a business environment, just saying, you know, guys, I want to go and see what's happening around didn't sound as, you know, so much uh, business appealing. So I had to say, well, you know, I want to really become bilingual. I want to really improve my English level. And uh, that sounded nice until one person came to me and said, Luciana, if you want to really, you know, just go and, and give it a go, just say it. <laughs> But yeah, deeply, actually, my dream was to, yeah, to someday just feel that my brain could be working easily in Spanish and English uh, without any effort. Yeah. And your recording was really brilliant and inspiring because you told us that you traveled through many, many countries. And maybe before we jump on that, maybe you could explain what made you that you recorded this message because it was a competition called WispoLab on Luke's English podcast. Could you ex explain what it was or what it is yes so actually this competition is part of or was part of of uh, a podcast which is uh, meant to help people who want to to improve their english level and the competition was about selecting a few people who wanted to be part of the podcast and to be interviewed by luke who is the host of the podcast And Luke is a, a brilliant person. I think that he's a very open person with a brilliant and beautiful British accent. And I think that we all want to have that accent someday. I don't know. But other than that, I think he's just a nice person. He normally drives very nice interviews and just, you know, thinking of the possibility of being there with him. Uh, it was just a nice idea. And also, I think, I wanted to share probably something that could have been special uh, to share, which is my story on how I ended up in uh, Australia, how I travel around, how I ended up finding, you know, my, my current partner in all this journey. And uh, I don't know, I think that was maybe something nice for people to know. <laughs> But I have to say another reason why I did it was because I'm normally very shy and um, my work really demands me to be a bit more extrovert, uh, a leader without any fear of, of talking in front of people. So I had to challenge my, myself and, you know, seize every, every opportunity. 
I see. And how many times did you record your audio message for the competition? I don't know. <laughs> I think there was a time where I was just, I, I think I, I got the entire message, uh, you know, I, I knew it by heart because I said it so many times. I felt so stupid doing it. Oh my God, you are drinking mate. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's very cute. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't remember. And I remember I got to a point where I did it for the last time and I said, well, you know, might not be the, the best version. Let's go with it because, but yeah, I'm a, I used to be a very perfectionist. So it was never good enough. So actually, Luke liked it a lot, I think. And I want to show you the message that he has published. So let's take a look. Thank you, Luciana. And again, lots of strong recordings have been sent to me, very strong. Managing people at work in another language must be difficult. We would like to know about that. Okay. Anyway, Luciana, that was from Argentina, living in Denmark. <laughs> Did you hear it? <laughs> yes, actually, I've heard it. And after, you know, just this, uh, yeah, these words from his side, it was, it was like, okay, it was worth it. At least it was interesting. And I don't know, because it's true, you know, after he released the first of the episode where he was finally announcing the, the winners and, uh, you know, they were sorted alphabetically and there was a point where my name was not in there and I said, oh, okay, mm. I was out. <laughs> <laughs> what a pity. But yeah, I mean, I understand, Luke, because there were more than 100 participants, so you just can't keep up with that. And yeah, but now we have the opportunity to hear your story. So let's dive into it. So how did your parents and your friends react when you decided to leave Argentina? <laughs> well, actually, I think they were a bit in, in shock. I remember I told my mom and she, she didn't believe it. So she said, okay, just go, you know. And I think she only got to understand after, you know, or maybe when there was only one month left for me to go. And then she was just breaking down into pieces and saying, oh, no, okay. you're leaving. Yeah, from people from work. I also remember when I announced it to my, my previous manager, he was looking at me at, and saying, you know, oh, you're crazy. No, you, you cannot do this. You also have so many opportunities here. You really can grow so much. Uh, you shouldn't go. So that was his first reaction even. And, um, and then from my friends, actually, they said, yes, go for it. And finally, you know, I think everyone supported me so much. Also, Australia, it's just uh, such exotic country. And for, you know, for, in general, for people, it's just a nice place to to be in yeah any comments coming from australia is just about people having a good time surfing and having a good weather and landscapes and nice animals and so everything is good from there <laughs> so he said yeah well done go for it but no mate and no empanadas and no, no alfajores <laughs> yeah well you know actually the, those were my precious <laughs> that i had to keep very carefully you know maybe dosifying them carefully uh, yeah. okay these only one mate or maybe one only once a day or once a week 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you get your your dealer, there's always, you know, <laughs> these sorts of dealers in the world. Yeah. So even here in yeah. Denmark now, I know who can make very good empanadas and 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 mate and and dulce de leche. So cool, so cool. And this was three years ago or four years ago. It's gonna be four oh. years now. Yes, it's gonna be four years. You went to university in Australia, right? Or no, or no was it for work? So to Australia, I, I went without any plan. So that was the plan. For first time in my life, I just went there to see, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. And in there, actually, I, I, I got to meet my, my current boyfriend, which we just had a, such a crush. And I spent the first month of my my yeah my stay in australia very close very much you know in love let's say <laughs> but i'm saying only one month because he he had to leave australia just right after his visa was coming to an end so i said well okay it was nice to meet you and but then i'll stay in australia just you know getting to know what what is this all about and then i got a job and uh you know everything just happened so quickly and um Afterwards, after staying in Australia for 10 months, I, I agreed with my, yeah, what it used to be my new friend. Uh, as we agreed on going to India and meeting there and, and, and do a, a yoga training together. Wow. It was just a crazy idea, you know. We started talking about it like, uh, what if we go there and we do this together? Mm -hmm. who, who knows, right? And he was in Argentina back then. I was I was in Australia, in Sydney. And then one day we said, "Okay, but do we get the tickets? Do we? I mean, are you up really to it?" And uh, we decided to do it. So we met in Nepal, um, in Kathmandu. We went for a trekking for a month. Then we went to India to do this training together. We spent a month there, and then another month traveling together. And you can imagine, we were just getting to know each other while traveling and doing all this stuff. <laughs> uh, and then we spent another month in Sri Lanka, uh, teaching yoga in English and working in hostels and having this very mm -hmm. exotic experience. And then after that, we were running out of money. And then we said, okay, well, maybe we have to go back to the Western side of the world. And we went to Europe. And then, you know... Um, We spent a couple of months in France, in Spain, and then uh, he got admitted in a university here in Copenhagen, which is um, a very good one. And we decided to give it a, a go here in, in Denmark. And we said, maybe we can just try it for one year because actually the culture and everything is so different from what we are used to. And here we are three years after. <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> Still together. So... <laughs> So you gave yoga courses in English. So I imagine that at that point, your English was already fluent. It was like bilingual. No, or not. even I wouldn't consider myself today a bilingual person. Uh, but back in that moment, first of all, I, I, I was very nervous of doing the course because I'm very demanding and self-demanding and I'm a perfectionist for me good is never enough and uh, that can be very very frustrating so 
uh, when teaching also at, at, at the beginning, I was very, you know, frustrated because everything was just always having a flaw or uh, I, I wasn't good enough. And then I just learned that I had to go with the flow and, you know, just feel it. Because also when teaching, that's more about, it's not about the grammar. It's not about if you are using the exact, uh, you know, proper words, more about what you're feeling and if you are able to convey it to people that are learning that. Yeah. So, so yeah. And even, you know, my fi final project or, you know, my assessment work was a meditation class. So I remember I just closed my eyes and uh, gave a guided meditation and I felt mm -hmm. just that my voice was uh, really sweet, which is not something I consider for myself and especially in English, but uh, just came from my heart. So I think in the end, that's what really counts. Basically, it helped you a lot becoming more conscious or to not care that much about perfectionism because... Yeah, because especially in, in language learning, perfectionism yeah, can destroy you in a way because there are so much stuff out there. And, and in my opinion, yeah, also the most important thing is communication. And if we can understand each other, that is good. It's enough for me. Exactly. But, and, and if you mm -hmm. can get that connection... Uh, if you can get to create this glue, you know, between people or across people, yeah. I think that's what really matters. It doesn't really matter if you have an accent or if you are, you know, having some mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. And then in Denmark, what kind of job did you take on? Well, that's a... Jo a yoga? <laughs> no, yoga, you, you left the... I had it in mind. Uh, but I, yeah, I didn't know really what to do. I'm an industrial engineer. So in that moment in time, I was even considering, okay, maybe I, I, I wasn't born to be a, an, a, an engineer and probably maybe I can give it a go with the yoga. But mm -hmm. after the day after I arrived in Copenhagen and I said, well, maybe I can just update my, my CV on LinkedIn. I got a message from a company saying, hey, Luciana, we checked that you are in Copenhagen looking for opportunities here. We would like to consider your CV for this position. And it was, uh, it was a position which, uh, yeah, related to my engineering profession. So I said, oh, my God, okay. Um, of course, I would say yes. I was uh, kind of broke and I needed a job. I needed money. And, uh, yeah, I went to the interview, I got the job, and here I am still in the same company as well, after growing so much. <laughs> but, you know, everything just happened as part of a roller coaster. But it, the funny thing is that I, I got into the process of, 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 you know, the recruitment process for that position from day one in Denmark, but it took quite a, a long time to get it. In the meantime, I, I had to get a job, and I, I worked for, a, you know, you know the Hapong Habaf buses that are in the cities? Yes. Well, yes. I used to sell tickets in those buses for okay. a month. So it was a nice experience as well, just <laughs> having fun with um, mm -hmm. many other people from everywhere, basically. But I had to quit after one month when I got the other job. <laughs> yeah, I see. But was it difficult for you? Because you told me before that you are kind of a shy person 
And I mean selling tickets, maybe if you have to promote it and get the people to, to sell or to buy. Um, was it difficult? How was it? I think um, I, I consider myself a bit of a, an introvert person, especially if considering I'm from Argentina. I don't think that it does come natural for me to be open or extrovert or, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. outgoing. But I do put some effort on that. And some people might not even notice that I, I, I can, you know, struggle to, to make it happen. Some people just think, okay, this, this girl is just enjoying having some fun with people and talking and being a center of attention. Uh, so yeah. actually, no, um, I got the job and uh, actually people thought I was very extrovert and I really could manage mm -hmm. talking to anyone. I had so much fun. But again, it was just me placing myself in a, you know, outside my comfort zone. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think nothing is really, or well, I wouldn't say nothing is really easy for anyone, but but uh, I just gave it a go. Again, I was in a moment where everything was just, okay, let's go with the flow. <laughs> so cool. I like that. And in all these years, were you learning consciously English? I mean, what were your methods? If I to have improve? to tell you, after four years of living and working abroad, I have to say I love English. I love learning languages. Now I'm currently learning French as well. And um, every single day I find an opportunity to keep learning. For example, if I feel that uh, someone said something or or had an expression that I wasn't really used to or you know maybe I got it because of the context but I I would never have used it I just look it up and even checked on on the websites how, how that expression can be used and you know I try not to get into this lazy position where okay I feel I'm you know okay level and what's the point of keep learning To me, that never happened because I always wanted to go for more. And um, it's a never-ending story, I think. If, if you want to really keep learning, you know, it's, it's always, uh, there's Absolute. always something you don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same here. I am always learning something and it's so beautiful. I also want to improve my French and my Spanish is rusty, so I need to improve that as well. The and next the next time we are going to do it in Spanish, okay? Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> and I think that you had to manage people, right? Or you're maybe you're still managing people. So was it difficult to manage people in a foreign language? Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you again the, the full story when I, I, I went to the interview for the job position. Initially, they offered me a job that was, you know, an analyst job, and I was fine with it, you know, um, not really managing people. And then after having the interview, my former manager said, I think you are, you're up for more. You can actually handle people. I see your passion. I, I see your determination. And I said, well, yeah, why not? And then I was terrified. I was terrified because I, I told you that after... Doing the yoga course, I, I gained confidence. But uh, when I had to go back to business, I, I lost it completely. Mm -hmm. And I felt, okay, how I'm going to manage if my team, for example, can express themselves better than me 
me being their manager. You know, I had that idea, which is very silly, but I had one-to-ones with them. And I always found myself not finding the words to express things and getting very frustrated and having the pressure of, oh, and you're on top of that, you are the manager. How is that the manager doesn't know how to express herself? Mm. So at the start, it was a lot of pressure that I just put on myself, on my shoulders, unnecessary, and uh, too much focused on my English has to be perfect. But finally, I got to know it was more about, you know, understanding that it's not about language. It was more about cultures because in my team, I had five different nationalities from, you know, uh, Western, Eastern Europe or even outside Europe. And uh, maybe it was more about understanding, for example, that sometimes words were not to be taken literally. And I had to be very open on what I was hearing because for all of us at the office, English is not our mother tongue. So maybe we want to say something, but we, we, yeah, we ended up saying something else. Or actually my main uh, problem was that people thought I was too aggressive on my expression because uh, uh, I think that uh, also in Argentina, cutting someone off, it's very common. You know, someone's going to say something and I'm going yes. to cut you up because you want to finish the other person's line. And and here people, one person of my team told me, uh, do you have something personal against me? Because I can see that you're <laughs> always, you know, cutting me off. Yeah. Uh, so these type of things are actually where the very important ones and not really, you know, the fact that I had an accent or uh, I was not finding yeah. very fancy words to use. So it was like... Um difference between the cultures because everything is completely different people communicate in a different way so were there many many other differences i mean if you compare maybe argentina with denmark yeah actually there are many differences and especially when it comes to work in argentina you could easily be a good friend of a colleague. The privacy at work doesn't really exist because you can, you know, you have work and then you can hang out with your colleagues and maybe spend the weekend with someone or just go out with someone. In Denmark, you know, usually uh, you don't mingle that much. Mm -hmm. It's work, stays in work. And then everyone else has their own life and You don't know much. People don't tend to talk much about what's happening in their lives. And at the start, for me, was something that was I was missing because for me, that was also part of the fun at work. And uh, something else is for Argentinians, you are defined by the type of job you have or we have so much passion or we put so much passion on everything we do that we take it to the extreme, you know. We work long hours. We are perseverance. And here, people just okay. I work for having a life, but I don't. I don't live for working. And um, I, I also had to respect the boundaries of people and having that mindset of work-life balance, which in the past for me in Argentina that was like what? What is that? Um, <laughs> so as a manager, I had to be very conscious um, and, and very careful of getting all these points of the Danish society into account. Because easily, you know, you could be 
you, I, I could have ended up in a problem because people would say, I'm sorry, but this is not Argentina, this is Denmark. I see, I see. And what about in the free time? I mean, people, are, are they very open in Denmark compared to Argentinians? I would say no. I think Argentinians are naturally very friendly. They would always be very hospital in general. You know, on average, okay. I think that Argentinians are defined as, as very friendly people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very easy to talk to an Argentinian. And here in Denmark, maybe it would be easier if you if you have a beer at the table. <laughs> let's say, if yeah. uh, I, I, I was in shock on you know going to a Christmas party or a, a party from the office and seeing how different people were while having maybe a cup of beers or, you know, relaxing a little bit. And then they were just the most outgoing people I've never seen. And um, I think that's uh, quite an interesting fact from here. People are very, you know, reserved yeah. and uh, private until maybe having, you know, a couple of drinks and then maybe they can lose it up. <laughs> yeah, it's similar to Switzerland, I guess. Because, I mean, I, I know both cultures because my father comes from Argentina and it's like a clash of cultures. <laughs> I can imagine. And it can be difficult as well for both sides, actually, because you are lacking something uh, or maybe you have too much of something else. <laughs> yes, exactly. So maybe, I guess, when we are learning a language... We should focus more also on, on those things, right? On, on the culture, on how to behave in general, and not only the spoken words. So that matters a lot. I think so. And I also learned it because I'm, I'm working for a very international company where basically everyone is from all over Europe. And uh, maybe the most influential leaders I've had you know, maybe they were not making fully correct or very good sentences or they were not using the proper grammar or maybe they were, you know, lacking something, but that was not really the point. They were very strong communicators. They were real leaders, keeping people together, understanding what to do. They were funny, even though they were, you know, speaking a different language. And I think that was maybe also another point that can be very frustrating you become a different person when you are talking a different language. I think that at start, I was struggling and people thought I was very serious. But I just didn't know how to express my jokes. I, uh, I was thinking of how to say something, but it always came in Spanish. And I said, oh, how, how will I say it? Oh, my God. And, and then after, when I realized how to say it, the moment was gone. So I said, well, maybe next time. <laughs> and how often do you speak in Spanish these days? Every day, because my boyfriend, he's also Argentinian, so I, I oh, think that okay. I, my day is 50-50. And mm -hmm. um, I think uh, that's also a challenge. Uh, sometimes my brain is set up in more in English, even if I want to express something, it comes in English. Or other days, it's in Spanish. And it can happen at work or at home. So even we, <laughs> I think it, it's, no, it's normal. And um, we end up speaking. Yeah, talking in a very Spanglish way. Uh, so cool. I love that. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. And 
Do you still listen to Luke's English podcast? Yes, you know, I'm a, I'm a runner. I normally go for a run for a 5, 7 or 10K. And uh, always by listening to Luke. Yeah, that's why I go running. Otherwise, it would be too boring as well. But uh, he always has very good topics to, you know, he always have people, you know, yes. waiting for the next one, right? Exactly. And the latest episode was actually with Paul Taylor and, and Amber. So they, they were at his home and recording. Yeah. That was so amazing. It's brilliant. <laughs> I think, I think uh, it's, it's just so nice what's happening yeah, across these three. Uh, there's such chemistry and, and you feel that you are part of that round with jokes and how much fun they are having with simple things, right? Because it's not, you know, that they are, they are having uh, something very complex or, but it's, uh, you can see how, how they are having a very good time together and uh, you feel as if you were there in, in yes. their house. And if you knew Paul's daughter or, you know, Amber's life. I don't know. It's it's magic mm -hmm. what happens with the podcasts. Yeah, it's magic. And you kind of, you feel like you know them, right? And and it's, it's so strange because sometimes also when I, when I am conducting an interview with someone, maybe I have listened to many, many episodes of, of the person that I'm interviewing and I feel like I, I know the person. And... Because it's it's strange. Because in my case, as I said, I am yeah, I am shy and introvert. But sometimes I, I feel like I'm talking with people, and and I I feel like I, I know them, and I am very open. And this is so amazing. And it's it's all also because of uh, of the of one common uh, hobby, which is uh, English, the English language, and it's so beautiful. And, and, yeah, and that's uh, actually, you know, making or, or gathering people or getting people together. It, it's amazing how much you can create with that. Because I don't know how many listeners Luke has, but uh, it's just the passion for learning a language. Mm -hmm. that, that's it. And yeah, of yeah. course, he's a very good host, very creative, very open, very human, has uh, very good values. So, of course, all that is making the, the, the show or the podcast so good. But in the end, actually, people are just obsessed with improving their level of English. Yes, yes. That's so, it. Yeah. <laughs> But sometimes, yeah, we should just be proud of ourselves, right? And, and not beating ourselves up because sometimes I am also beating myself up and... And sometimes I see it with other learners that they struggle because of that. But we should meditate more. <laughs> are, you, are you still meditating? I'm not teaching, but I still do yoga. And uh, meditation is something that you can do at any time mm -hmm. or as, as, as long as you want. Maybe it can be a short one. Maybe you want to just meditate for a couple of minutes. But it's always something I, I come back to. Yeah, always having in mind maybe in some cases or certain occasions are you can you know get off track a little bit and say maybe i should you know yeah. again go back to my routine and still stick to meditation but as everything in life it's about ups and downs and having you know always uh clear what where your center is where is your balance i agree and, <laughs> and 
Do you have any plans for the future? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I that's a very recurrent topic with my boyfriend because um, we always wonder. You know, we stayed in Denmark for now three years. In April, it's been three years that we've been living here, and um, both of us actually had uh, very good job opportunities. Luckily, we, we are very lucky for, for that. Every time we also considered maybe we can go somewhere else. Always I had the dream of, of having the chance to live in, in France, um, but also settling and, and living in a new country requires a lot of energy. And yeah. it's not just something you can do, you know, okay, now I'm going for the next country and that's it. And then I, I will make some friends as if you were to, you know, kind of but produce you, friends, right? Well, you can. You, you did it in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, I remember we arrived and after two months, maybe also because uh, it was after going to Australia and we arrived in here, different culture, different weather. And I received questions from my friends from Argentina asking, so did you make any friends already? And I remember that I was not really feeling a connection with anyone and I, I felt very frustrated because of that. And then I talked to someone else and said, but, you know, don't, don't pressure yourself so much because also you you shouldn't consider, you know, the fact or, or making new friends something, you know, that simple as if you were to really, you know, create them. Uh, that happens. The connections with people might happen or not. Yeah. And that will come. But don't put any pressure on that. And now, you know, yeah, we are considering possibilities to go in somewhere else, but we also value a lot what we have here in Denmark, um, which is a great country. It's just um, too good to be true, <laughs> I would say. But of course, culturally speaking, that's the maybe not so strong side. Yeah. Uh, or maybe where we are lacking or missing a bit the, you know, Latin part um I can, uh, the warmer, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> and Luciana, maybe you want to add something to your story? Or maybe I remember that on your voice recording, you said something like you were going through troubles or something while you were traveling. Maybe you have an anecdote to tell or something like that. Well, I, I have one. And it was in India. I think that was one of the most shocking countries I've been uh, in my entire life. And um, not only because of the language or, you know, uh, culture or, or religion or, you know, beliefs, but uh, definitely, you know, just simply everything is different. And, and people are used to living in a different set of, set of values and, and uh, traditions. And anyway... Um, I remember we were visiting uh, a city and, and people used to ask me a lot when traveling with my boyfriend if we were married. Mm -hmm. I, I, we were like, we were wondering why it's that it was so important for them to know if we were married or not. And at the start, we were saying just, no, no, we are dating. We are just, uh, you know, in a relationship. And <laughs> um, we were in a city where uh, we met a, a guy that helped us to, to find where a building was. We were, you know, just uh, sightseeing there. And we have an expression in Spanish, um, 
which is when someone does something very good to you or, you know, it's a do you a favor or and you're very excited about it, you would say, oh, I love you. Thank you. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, saying I love you in that context, it's something you can say in Spanish. So <laughs> since he helped us and I said, oh, my love, I, I love you. Thanks yeah. a lot. He wanted to propose to me <laughs> because I said that I loved him. Okay. And then he was asking me my phone number and I was trying to say, no, I, I, I actually, I didn't mean it. I, mm -hmm. I, I actually have a boyfriend. Yeah, but you're not married and I can, I can, you know, I can marry you if you want. And he was so, he couldn't get the fact that it was just expression, even though we tried to explain it. And, uh, yeah. he was insisting so much where, and, and after that we had to, Uh, we decided to say to everyone that we were married yeah, yeah. just to avoid this issue because it took us like 15 minutes just to try to explain to this guy that I wasn't <laughs> interested in him. I wasn't in love with him. I didn't love him, in fact, but <laughs> yeah. he never, he never understood. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. And, uh, after that I was just, you know, I'm married and we started our own love story. We told people we got married And people were asking, when did you get married? How was the wedding? We were making <laughs> okay. up a whole story just not to get into trouble. Amazing. <laughs> Once again, we see how complicated it can be because of the differences of the culture. It is not sufficient to know a common language. You need to know the culture and the person. And yeah, it's amazing. But it's always interesting, right? Because it's never boring. <laughs> it's never boring. It's, ne it's never boring. I think it, it, it's only, it only requires you to be open because also sometimes that can be difficult. You are just so mm -hmm. used to your own set of values and, uh, okay, that's the way I see the world. And it can take also some energy to just get out from that view and maybe, okay, maybe this is not the only one. And there are many others and accepting that can be a challenge as well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Wonderful. I have a question. I want to go back. And my question is, what was more fun to you? Giving yoga lessons or the current job when you are managing people when were you more happy in terms of making your job right well it's it's a difficult question i know but i am really curious you know it's a difficult one because i was planning to share this episode with my team and uh now i have to say very nice things about <laughs> <Yeah>, them <laughs> no but you know what i think i was happy in both in both uh, situations because I really like teaching. I really mm. like helping people. I found that my passion is more to really empower people and help them in their development or help them to get something. And um, in my current position, I got the chance to be promoted twice, meaning that I also changed the teams I've worked with And now I'm, I'm leading a larger team. So that means even more diversity and more complexity. And, yeah. but I, I, I got to know, I really like having different people, different challenges and just help them to keep growing. So for me, what I really motivates me, it's not really 
you know, of course, I also like my job, um, but uh, really motivates me to connect with people, have fun, uh, keep learning, stretch myself because I do need the stretch, both physically and mentally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I think that's it. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I would like to teach uh, yoga once again, uh, for sure. That's mm -hmm. something I'm not disregarding for the future. I really love your story. Thank you so much, Luciana, because, yeah, you have different sides, right? So in one way you say you are shy, but on the other hand, you just go with the flow. You go in a foreign country without a plan and you are giving yoga lessons and then you are managing people. And this is so amazing to me. It's, it's really beautiful to, to listen to you. Thank you so much. Do you want to add something to your story? No, actually, I want just to thank you. It was super nice to be in your show. And I think you have been a very nice host. And uh, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And it's also nice to share this story with you. Thank you for really showing this interest in, in listening to it. <laughs> I have to thank you. So <laughs> I wish you good luck. Thanks a lot, and uh, I'm now I'm, I'm very curious about knowing your story because, uh, of course, I want to know all the things that you've learned uh, by hosting this podcast and, you know, your parents. Uh, I, I'm really curious, so probably, you know, I'm also having a project of having a podcast. Oh, really? So, of so course, cool. you will be part of my guests, for sure. But now I am curious, what is it all about? Actually, I want to have it in, in both uh, English and Spanish and uh, it's going to be more about people that can talk from a, a certain angle uh, and answering very standard questions, but the idea is also to have a very enriched point of views because of the diversity, of the diverse uh, range of, of guests, so will be very standard, but Yeah, I'll show a bit more when, when it, the time comes. Yes. I'm, I'm working on, on the structure. Of course. Thank you guys for listening to my front podcast. And thank you so much, Luciana. It was really amazing to talk to you. So for you guys, if you liked the interview, I'm pretty sure that you will also like episode 84 with Alvaro from Spain. Here is a small excerpt. And I have to say, it's actually great how Luke is offering us this unique opportunity to tell our stories. Well, uh, basically, I would like to share with you all three inspiring personal stories. Okay, so my first story is about how I overcame my st st stuttering. Thanks to the English I picked up in Northern Ireland and Ireland and Scotland back in the 80s and 90s. Hmm? Would you like to know? Would you like to know the secrets? Good. <clears throat> Now my, my second story is about my professional retraining. And well, it's uh, basically how I started my career as an architect and how I managed to become an English teacher. And uh, finally, uh, my last story is about how I raised my two children to be uh, bilingual-ish.